0: It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show at faithtalk1360.com. And uh, it airs every Thursday at 5.30 p.m., by the way. And then it goes into podcasts where you can uh, listen to all 40-something of our shows at this point on Spotify, iPodcast, Instagram, or Facebook, so easy to find. Just look for Ra- uh, Rescuers Radio Show. Excited to have my guest today, Eric Sheldahl, and <laughs> and Eric, uh, this is going to be fun. Walking through your history and um, and where you are today. But first of all, I always like our our wo- worldwide audience to know my my guest, and uh, so let's start off by asking. Your backstory, uh, how did you get here, where are you from, and, uh, and where did you get to this point in your life?
2: Oh, my goodness, Art, that is kind of fun. I should
1: tell everybody why you're here. You are the—what is your title?
2: You know what? I'm a volunteer— at Midwest Food Bank, Arizona. And yes. so I guess my official title would be board president.
1: I've called you founder. I've, yeah, t- I've called yeah, you yeah, CAO, yeah. CEO. I've called you all kinds of things. A
2: little bit of everything. And, I do, but, um, you know, and then I also sit on the Midwest Food Bank National Board, and, and we've got a number of locations. So. Okay.
1: Well, we're going di- to take a, a di- uh, deep dive into all of that. But
2: uh, first of all, how'd you get here? Well, I had a great career back in Iowa, where I was born and raised on a farm, of real estate development. Loved it. It was just a rush. And then when the Great Recession came in 2008, Art, there was a work all for real estate developers. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. So after moping around for about a year and a half, um, our youngest daughter uh, lived in Phoenix, since uh, 2004, so we'd been out here a lot. Um, my wife Mary and I moved out here for six months to flip houses because, well, there was no more call for real estate developers.
1: You had to be really strong to flip a house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we never went home to live again. Wow, good for you. And that was in August of 09. So um, that's how we ended up in Arizona. We love it. We just think we're the luckiest jokers in town yeah are you from iowa originally yep grew up on a farm in johnston iowa wow and um yeah they're so before we
1: get to um where you are today with midwest uh food bank uh tell us the story about how that all came about there's a couple of farmers right
2: yeah or you know i have often thought about about this very question of how it came about and it, it was it was just really so glorious and, and and feel like God led the the you know the footsteps and had we not come to Arizona with 4.7 million people in the valley um, I don't think God would have put this opportunity in front of us um, and and so I think it was our initial move to Arizona that perpetuated um you know maybe where god has us today so the story is is, is you know fairly short um and we got time okay <laughs> okay brother <laughs> if we got time i got the story
1: <laughs> i'll tell you when it's, when <laughs>
2: yeah, there yeah, we go yeah, yeah. turn G- the red Jer- light on. jeremy
1: our producer will let me know yeah okay turn the red light on. okay
2: um in 2014 that's a long time ago We discovered on Charity Navigator um, Midwest Food Bank. Now, Midwest Food Bank wasn't too hard to discover because out of 7,000 nonprofits, they were in the top 10. Wow. Yeah, and the top 10 was published at the time on the front page, so it's like Midwest Food Bank. Let's see what this is all about. And so, um, you know, back then they had given roughly about $85 million worth of food um, and uh, had a uh, half a dozen locations, and we, we just liked it. And so we, we, what we really liked was the overhead and, and, you know, the board of directors is not paid, et cetera, et cetera. So we made a small contribution. In January of fifteen. Got a thank you call. Now, that's kind of unusual. And nothing more than that for another year. And then, um, you know, we discovered it the next year and learn more about it. And it's like, wow, you know, this is they're running semis and box trucks and all of their drivers, you know, are, are unpaid. Again, the board's unpaid. Now, when
1: you send, say they, you're talking about all the other Midwest food banks. Midwest food banks, which are spread
2: out how far and wide? Well, so today, um, Midwest Food Bank has um, the original location in Bloomington, Illinois. Then they opened Peoria, Illinois, and then Morton, Illinois, then Atlanta, Georgia, then Indianapolis, then Fort Myers, Florida. Um, then uh, Kenya, Africa, and so then we were the next one in Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, and Haiti, too, right? In, yeah, that happened after Gilbert. Okay, all right, I Got can't it. remember if I tossed in Fort Myers, Florida or not. You did, yeah. But since we have opened, then um, there has been an uh, opening location in Dallas, Texas, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. And working uh and so we're we are presently working on opening up Hershey and Connecticut. And so it, it, it has seen tremendous growth.
1: Praise God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um so that is huge, uh so you ship across the oceans you you
2: well, uh, we ship to Haiti, yeah now the good news is you know if Africa is a i don't know if you've noticed or not, but it's a long ways away <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so we have actually years ago found a manufacturer with the heart of God in hmm. Africa, and so they manufacture this product, um they probably lose money on every bag of tender mercies that they that they produce, mm. but we're able to buy in country and, uh, you know, obviously eliminate the shipping, but more than that, we're right. able to, you know, then, then the, the local country labor gets to produce this product, and nice. so it is, um, it's hard, yeah, but it's good.
1: Yeah, it's very good. good. So you keep using the word free from all the installations. Yeah. Uh, you must have strong corporate background, corporate donations. What, what, where does that come from?
2: Well, you know, that takes us back to 2003 when Midwest Food Bank started. And, yeah. and, and again, only God could have orchestrated the, these footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, to, uh, you know, the, to go back to, you know, Mary and I making the small contribution to Midwest Food Bank, the second thank you call I got, I asked how we could do it in Arizona, <laughs> and and in fact um you know that was in uh february of 16 january of 16 we met in february of 16 we visited bloomington the the headquarters in march of 16 by september of 16 we had a facility and um in uh March 1 of 17, we opened the facility one year and 18 days after we met. Oh, my gosh. And so that is how it ended up in Arizona. <clears throat> but the Midwest Food Bank story is a remarkable one and, and is as follows. You said we got a moment, right? Yeah. Okay. No yeah. red light yet, right? No. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so there were three farmers in Bloomington, Illinois. Now, remember, they had been farmers all their lives. And... They read an article in the local newspaper that said the food pantries were not able to get food. And if they could get food, they had to pay for it. And so they decided they felt led to start a little food bank. So in other words, they would pick up the product from the grocery stores, et cetera, and the pantries then would come and get the product. And, and they opened it up in a seed building in between a couple of grain bins on the farm. And so it it was very small, like two loads max. <laughs> And they felt that they were serving 11, 12, maybe 13 agencies, and they felt that that was what God had called them to do. And so this is in 03. Come 05, Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Shores. Yes. And the Salvation Army was calling for food. So David and his wife, they're farmers. Farmers have trucks. They have semis (laughs) that don't get used, you know, but taking— product to market once a year, and they decided to jump in their semi and take a load of food to the Salvation Army in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Hattiesburg wasn't so much affected by the storm as they were bringing people to Hattiesburg from the storm areas. Okay. And so they met the Salvation Army there. They gave them this load of food. It's around 10 o'clock at night, and the Salvation Army is surrounding the semi in prayer for their safety. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is a wonderful, wonderful Goosebumps, yeah. Yep. And one of the officers said, David, we need 10 more loads. And he said, okay. So they're leaving, and his wife Wilma said, why did you say that? Where are we going to get 10 loads of food? (laughs) And he said, I don't know, but people are hurting. Mm. And so David and Wilma and three faithful volunteers who are still with the food bank all went to work um, calling farmers, getting trucks, calling trucking companies, calling every place across the United States that had anything to do with food. Now, we're in almost wartime, remember, you know, as yeah. far as hunger and, right, and right. so on. So and that makes a difference. They in fact hauled 167 loads. Wow!
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh!
2: By the time it was done, they're hauling generators, or hauling some pumps, or hauling. Um, and so other nonprofits took note of that, and manufacturers took note of it, um, because remember back then there was nobody in between. It was just you, you know they'd call a the manufacturer and say, hey, we need we need we need product, yeah. and and so it introduced them to the manufacturers. And it was, they were told, you give it away. We'll give you all the food you will ever need. It won't cost you anything. Oh, my gosh. You have to haul it. Um, and you can never sell it, nor can your agencies. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, as backing up about 10 minutes, it's like Bloomington, Morton, Peoria. Um, and it's still growing today. Oh my God! And you're still
1: opening n- new facilities. It sounds like yeah, two
2: of them as we speak in the East Coast.
1: Wow! Yeah, uh, you know, you open it up to the work of God, and boom. <laughs> yes, stand back, right? He goes best. Doesn't he? <laughs> so here in Arizona, um, I've read that you uh, you not only have trucks, but you're you're you started off. Serving like thirty agencies here in Arizona, and that that includes that's statewide, right? Yes. Not just Phoenix, but Tucson and and around the rural areas, and now you have how many?
2: Well, today we're serving three hundred and thirty agencies. Oh my gosh. Um out out of that three thirty fifty five of them are being served from a satellite location that we have in Tucson. Um and yes we did start with just 30. So let, let's back up. What is an agency? An agency is uh food pantries, um homeless ministries, rehabilitation centers, churches, schools, um events and and so any 501c3 nonprofit who will distribute it to God's hungry and never charge for it. Wow.
1: Oh my gosh! So it's up to three hundred, and and that's even even tribal uh, country, right? You you, you uh, you've been serving that area.
2: Yes, and so we 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 also have around almost 25 on a waiting list right now. Yeah. So, um and it, and it's not as much the shortage of food as the shortage of our organization to to get that food to them or to make it available, but we'll, but but we will have that fixed very soon.
1: So, if I understand the story, you you're you're depending right from the food manufacturing side, not waiting for people to bring donations of product into you or do you do both we do both and
2: that is so precious because they want to help yes we have a bin out front and literally all day long comes food and 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 you know one of the hardest things for us to get is peanut butter and it's very expensive (laughs) really okay so we put on our site you know that we're doing we're going to start you know we're we're packaging food boxes or family food boxes, or or so on, and we need peanut butter. And God is so good, (laughs) literally people will go buy peanut butter and bring it in by the case. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, we do get, obviously, the bulk of our product is direct from either the manufacturer, broker, or distributor. And and those come in in semi-loads. but. Boy, not to not to discount that product coming in the front door.
1: And does all of that need to funnel into your main warehouse in Gilbert, or can they go through any of the other 300 uh, pantries, and they, still it still ends up in your lap? Is that?
2: It comes into us, and
1: you, oh, directly to you. Okay. Yeah.
2: So God is so good. Um, during the pandemic, there is a precious, precious individual. Who loaned us 90,000 square foot of warehouse. <laughs> now, our building is only 26, 8, okay? <laughs> but loaned us 90,000 foot of warehouse uh, because of all of the excess product that was coming in. And the reason the excess product was coming in is the restaurants weren't able to use it. Wow. And so that was a big boost to us in, in 20. And where is that located? It is on 27th Avenue um, uh, north of Buckeye.
1: Okay. So two large facilities in the valley. Mm -hmm. One is how big the the one in Gilbert is. Yeah, ours is twenty six thousand eight hundred
2: feet. But we also have offices in there, and so it, it, you know, that's your administration
1: post, right? And then thirty
2: five hundred foot, hundred foot of that is is refrigeration. So it gets our warehouse down pretty small. Now the other is ninety thousand feet, no refrigeration. Okay, um, but it it is on loan, and we really need to we need to be out of there within about forty five days. So we're shrinking that and grow. Um, when I say growing Gilbert, we've got a lot of product in the aisles <laughs> that would have been a, normally, you know, the, after the racks are full. But but we do specialize in getting that product on the street at yeah. the speed of light. Yeah.
1: So uh, I, I've seen the I've seen your cooling, the refrigeration, and the freezer. You can put a truck in there.
2: <laughs> it's That'll large your trucks,
1: yeah, <laughs> folks. It's large. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't run out of space now. I mean, uh, that's done, obviously.
2: Well, what's really interesting is when I say during the pandemic. I guess I'm talking about the the summer. I mean, we're still in the, the pandemic, but. Um, Food was coming so rapidly, mm. um, including refrigerated, that there was a time for a series of months in 20 that we had 17 refrigerated trailers rented. My gosh. Yeah, because my our my space gosh. wasn't big enough. Whoa. So, um, so
1: let's back up a little bit to the small food pantries. That are scattered around the around the state, and they and they they their need is in their neighborhoods, mm-hmm. so they get product from you that they can pass on to the people of need in those areas, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, and you're making all of that possible to 300 of those agencies. Yeah, 330, in the state, 320 actually. Is that is that maxed out? Are, are no. there are there more? Not at all okay
2: yeah all there, right. there's a lot more to go, art, the food pantry <clears throat> and the ministries you know that I mentioned, the homeless and the rehabilitation, yeah. and so on that is where the rubber meets the road
1: well i th- I think of the large- gu- the large guys in, yeah. in in town like um the phoenix rescue mission right that's uh, sit- where
2: the rubber meets the road yeah i mean they're 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 dealing with god 's people directly right um you know, we don't call ours a warehouse. I've served on their board of directors, by the way. Oh, so, you do! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. My
1: yeah. goodness. and, and St. Vincent de Paul. So, so obviously, they have a different channel of their own. Most of these do, but because they're large, right? But but that scale that down right down to when you say a neighborhood food pantry, you're talking about. The small of the small, or, or
2: you know what, Art? they Whoever's can, doing the work of God. Whoever's doing the work of God, they yeah. can serve fifty. They can serve five hundred. We we do. Um, Saint Vincent de Paul, of course, is a great organization. We do serve them, um, and so they can take a lot of product in bulk. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas the smaller ones that a lot of them may not have much for refrigeration, yeah. and so they literally come to pick up from us in semis. They come in box trucks, they come in SUVs, they come in cars.
1: <laughs> however they get it, however they can.
2: To... And every 20 minutes, uh, an agency oh. comes. My gosh. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and, and, and how do you how do you get the word out to these agencies? I mean, you, you don't advertise, you don't, no. somehow they, they find out about you.
2: Yes and that is that is um, an interesting story all in itself. W- remember that we had about six months prior to opening once we bought, once we got a building secured in September of sixteen mm-hmm. um, now we know that in about six months it's going to be rehabbed and open, so we need agencies so there were a couple of precious souls um, that literally started visiting agencies and to put those thirty agencies together for when you know when we first started receiving product was difficult wow. because they're going in there and going, okay, here's the deal, we're a food bank, we get our food from manufacturers, brokers, servitors, people, and by the way, it's totally free to you, yeah, you know, and so you just got to get signed up, here wow. and, and give us your give us your credentials sure. and your IRS letter of, of uh, you know, and so on, and it's like, you know. This is almost too good to be true. And so once we got in business and got those thirty served and, and the food fact was plentiful and free, then it just it grew.
1: Yeah. So uh and some of these are in churches. Yes.
2: Yeah, some churches operate food pantries, yeah. others do outreaches um the, the churches just band together you know yeah. dur- during during wartime sure. okay pandemic time i mean you know they 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 band together and and they even if even you know there's a number of them even if they don't have a food pantry they opened one and, and wow. so um yeah and that and churches are really great especially if they're a larger church cuz we can take a refrigerated trailer or two and put it right in their parking lot so
1: you mentioned that um, they were ranked 30th out of 7,000 or fifty. 50- well,
2: that was back then. Okay. okay? Yeah. Um, then we, um, by by making the decision to grow um, at what we felt God had directed, yeah. we fell out of that top 10 because of our debt-to-equity ratio. Okay. Yeah. But we always stayed in the top 100, now, the good news is, is that, you know, God was right, it turned out, about the growth. <laughs> is he ever wrong? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> and today we are um, on the top 50 of the four of the best U.S. nonprofits in the Forbes list. My gosh. So we feel, we feel very blessed about that.
1: <laughs> I would say so. I want to change direction with you for just a moment. We have uh, about four minutes left. And, um, time goes uh, fast. It flies, doesn't it? So, uh, you were, you got involved, you and your wife both got involved with Young Life. Yes. How did that happen? And where are you with that today?
2: Oh, my goodness. Art, we cannot believe, as you may have noticed, I might be a senior citizen. Okay. And so. I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: I'm right there with you, brother.
2: But, uh, you know, we lived, we lived all of our lives in Iowa and somehow or another, even though Young Life was there, we didn't learn about it. Now, we were, you know, involved in Teen Challenge and things like yep. that, but didn't learn about it. And shortly after we Teen moved
1: Challenge here, was funda, uh, founded in Tucson, you know.
2: Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, shortly after we moved here, we were introduced to Young Life by a friend of ours. And it's like, wow, how could we miss that? And we love young life. we're very involved. We're on the you know on the regional board, um, Arizona Regional board and and, um, and, I, and and I will say young life has been such an encouragement in start, in this food bank, starting it. Um, I think we closed on the building on a Wednesday on Saturday, we started cleaning up, and we had the area directors for Chandler with and 23 wow. young life kids helping us pressure wash floors.: awesome. so and so
1: on.: We're going to close with a question for you. yes, sir. So COVID COVID. We're in year two. Who knows when this thing ends? Hopefully the vaccine will do its job, right? Once once the millions and the multitudes get vaccinated. So uh after COVID, you know, there's a lot of stories being read and, and written today. What what's your thought going to be after COVID?
2: Well, Art, in a nutshell, you know, Midwest Food Bank was a very, very small food bank Pre uh, Katrina, and it grew immensely, and it never, never reduced. And so I just wonder if COVID wasn't the second wave of the growing of Midwest Food Bank.
1: Amazing! I'm so glad you were here today, and and we're great insight into everyone about uh, about Midwest Food Bank. Uh, Folks, the the gentleman's name is uh, Eric Shadal, and I'm so glad you were here. And this is the Rescuers Radio Show on faithtalk1360.com and faithtalk1360 every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. God bless.
0: thursdays at 530 arizona time on faith talk 1360 kpxq am